0: guys and welcome back to Inside of the Panic. In today's episode, we are going to be breaking down the Miami Grand Prix. So this race was, I'm just going to say lackluster, <laughs> but let's get into it anyways. Do you guys like my top? It's a motorbike corset for those who can't see it. It's kind of grey and has red on it. And I got it when I visited my family because anything motorsports, I will buy. <laughs> but... Anyways, I thought we could start with some of the pre-race shenanigans that happened because, what the hell guys, what the hell. So we had Jackie Stewart, he broke through like a barrier, it was just like a, one of those like line, you know like, you know how at the airport when you like go through there's like, I don't know how to explain it, but he went under one of those. To get Rodra Federer to listen to Martin Brundle and do an interview for the like grid walk so funny I love that man so much but he deserves more respect because those celebrities I'm sorry when it comes to F1 those celebrities are nothing compared to the legend Jackie Stewart like come on but anyways let's <laughs> let's keep going because we have the most cringe American intro I have it was bad (laughs) guys it was awkward the only person who seemed to enjoy it was Logan Sargent because it's his home race I get it he's he's American he's down for that kind of stuff but it was hard to watch as someone who's not American it was hard to watch and I've seen a few Americans say it was hard to watch as well okay so Um, but there was a lot of celebrities, which I'm not surprised at. Miami is going to be the influencer and celebrity hotspot. There was so much drama surrounding that, but I'm not here to talk about that. There was just a lot of celebrities, and if you thought that was bad, wait till Las Vegas, guys. Come on, let's be honest. Las Vegas is going to be the worst of them all. The track doesn't even look that exciting for Las Vegas. I'm a little... I don't know. Personally, it annoys me when they prioritise the showy over the race, because the race is most important part most fans love the races the most so it's a bit sad but I understand from a marketing standpoint why they're doing it so I'm, I'm not gonna pick sides I'm not gonna cry about what they're doing I'm just yeah <laughs> so let's move on to the actual race breakdown so we started I would say okay so people were saying it was boring it's a very divided people are saying it's boring some are saying it was really good there was a lot of mixed messages a lot of mixed opinions which is great we love it when we love it when people are divided (laughs) but like in all seriousness you're totally entitled to your opinion i personally didn't find it that interesting it was better than baku for me so i'm not like super far on the spectrum that it's like the worst race ever but it was pretty lackluster especially considering like, there was so much slipping and sliding and almost crashes and crashes in the practices and the qualifying for absolutely no DNFs in the race at all. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just surprised. Honestly, more than anything, I definitely thought there's going to be at least a few DNFs, but there was not a single DNF, no safety flags, no safety cars. Sorry, there was no safety cars. don't think there was any yellow flags that I know of. And there was no red flags so there's that but yes people are very divided on whether they liked the race or not personally I think there were some really interesting battles but it was pretty predictable with Max coming out on top um, and a Red Bull 1-2 so while that was predictable and we got basic, we got the exact same podium we got at the start of the season so it was it was very predictable I think anyone never watched F1 race before wouldn't even be surprised. Like if you started watching this season I'm sure you predicted it correct. Um, but yeah it was predictable and a little boring and Charles Leclerc in a Ferrari was fighting a Haas but we'll get to that. <laughs> so I think there was some good battles but at the end of the day it was still predictable and still pretty boring especially towards the end it was yeah but doesn't matter. Let's get into the race breakdown if you missed it. So Sergio Perez started better than Alonso. He was in pole and he took off pretty well and got out on top in the first corner so good on him. Obviously the Red Bull is a rocket ship so are we surprised? No. But it still takes skill to do that so credit where credit is due. So, turn one, DeVries hit Norris. There was a bit of mix up. People thought um, Norris ran wide, and then people thought it was Oscar Piastri that was hit, but it was Norris, and there was no further investigation. There was an investigation of what was it? Was it a racing incident? Was there a penalty needed? But no further investigation, no penalties provided. So, by lap two, Verstappen got in front of, I believe, Bottas. No. I don't know who he got in front of but he got in front of someone to get into P8 but Lewis Hamilton was still in P13 at that point where he started. It was pretty shoddy qualifying for Mercedes. By lap three, Logan Sargent was already in the pits with damage to his front wing. I actually have no idea how this happened. I don't know if there was already pre damaged They just somehow missed or I don't know if he like had a bit of a topsy-turvy and something happened. I don't actually know how it happened but he was in with some minor wing damage and it was all fixed and he was back out on the track, no need to retire but he was dead last which is where he started in his home race by the way. I can't imagine the pressure for Logan Sargent going into his home race, trying to hype everyone up, being the first American in a while and going last. It must be hard but while Miami is his, like, home-home race, there's still two American Grand Prix. You can do the American Sprout another time, Logan. Um, and then Max Verstappen got past Magnussen and Leclerc, who were fighting. Magnussen in a Haas, and Leclerc in a Ferrari, and they were fighting. I don't want to make a big deal about this, because I've already made a TikTok on it, I've already talked about it, but I just want you guys to keep in mind, Charles Leclerc wants this championship. If you still have hope that he is going to win the championship after Red Bull come from P9 to P1 and even further in other races, while Leclerc can't even get up from his original position and can't beat a Haas, you are extremely delusional like me and really like Charles. Or you just have no clue because. Look guys, I want to be hopeful. I want to be as hopeful as the next Ferrari fan. I'm a huge Ferrari fan. I want to be hopeful, but I just don't think this season is going to be like ours. I think Red Bull have it in the bag personally, but it was pretty unfortunate to see a Ferrari battling a Haas. Especially if you you don't know anything about Ferrari or history of F1. (sighs) F1 started in 1950s and Ferrari were there. They didn't win the first ever championship. That went to Alfa Romeo. But they are the most successful, I believe, constructors. Um, so it is really unfortunate to see Ferrari go to this level. Obviously, not having won a drives championship since two thousand and seven with Kimi Raikkonen, it's just—it's not great to see. But anyways, let's continue. Lewis, at the start of the race, says on his radio that he hit someone. But everything was okay, I don't think, I think there was just a bit of a squabble with like people in the midfield, who were starting in the midfield, you know, Um, but everything seemed to be okay, no penalties, no car damage, it was all okay, and then the commentators went on and said they were listening to Lewis's on board and he was complaining that he didn't think he would... And finished the race um I don't know why I don't know if there was something wrong with his car or it was because he hit someone or he was feeling demotivated from starting so far back because guys remember Lewis had had such a championship fighting car for so much of his career I imagine it is just so hard to really want this eighth championship and he just doesn't he doesn't have the car to do it at the moment. I'm sure he's feeling pretty demotivated, but hopefully he still has that fight in him. I'm sure he does. Like I said, we don't really know the reason, so there's no point in speculating because we really don't know why he said he didn't think he was gonna finish the race. He did, like I said, no DNFs. Lando pitted lap six and then Piastro went into the pits. Verstappen overtook Russell and then Russell went on to the radio, his team radio, saying there was vibration on the brakes and something I do want to mention that I thought was really cute. Um, If you've watched a lot of my TikToks, you know I've been talking quite a bit about the Aston Martin team friendship we have going on with Lance and Fernando. Some speculate this is because Fernando does not see Lance as a threat. Some are joking it's because Lance's dad is giving Fernando money. Um, Obviously just a joke but... I don't know why Fernando was being so nice to Lance. I really don't. Um but it was really cute to see that Fernando somehow was watching on the big screen and saw Lance do a nice overtake. How is this man in his 40s and is getting podiums and watching the race? <laughs> like this man is Mine my capabilities amaze me every single time (laughs) much love but it was really cute um but I just wanted to mention that because I don't have it in my notes I just wanted to talk about it quickly Gasly got overtaken he was like trying to defend from Leclerc I believe or maybe it was Russell I think he was over oh yeah he was he was trying to defend from Russell when Verstappen went on the outside I believe to overtake him and then Russell went on the inside and he got overtaken by two cars basically at once um so there was that and a lot of the cars like Mercedes and Ferraris and stuff it seemed as though they were told do not fight Max they were said conserve it, conserve your tyres, conserve it all (laughs) and let Max don't let him pass but don't fight him because I think they all knew the red bull was going to be insane with the pace and that no one could really beat the red bulls and it was more of a game who could come third fourth fifth etc so lap 11 we had some crazy drs train and all of the midfield at least were super close at this point which was honestly nice to see i always like to see a close race um it's always great to see the midfield getting closer front people which sure they were nowhere near the Red Bulls but obviously with the grid and with a few of the like Alpines getting up there and stuff we did see a bit of the midfield edging closer maybe not to the Red Bulls but to the other teams so um we might already have our champion decided but maybe we'll have a bit of a battle for a second constructor stuff like that so Leclerc like I said was struggling to get in front of a house very disappointing to see but I already talked about it am- enough so we'll just move on so Max was in second by lap 15 the Red Bull's a rocket ship but Max is amazing like an amazing driver let's not lie um so signs pitted lap 19 and we saw him lock up I was like no because all my hopes were now in Carlos signs. I love Carlos and Charles I'm a Ferrari girl with both so seeing signs get a possible podium I was excited and then he starts locking up I was like no I was scared <laughs> um and then he did a really quick pit stop 2.2 seconds I was like yes, yes, Carlos. I was excited. He came out in front of Alex Albon. I was like, yes. Carlos, this is our time. Only to hear they were investigating a, a speed in the pit stop. So, basically, there was suspected speeding through the pit lane, which is not allowed by any margin. And when they're investigating that kind of stuff, you kind of know it's going to happen because it's, well, when they say they're investigating it, I think we kind of guess the answer is going to be yeah he's going to get a penalty and that he did he got a five second penalty and I was pretty sad (laughs) I was like no Ferrari always crushing my hopes and dreams and I saw a lot of people before the race saying let's just hope Ferrari finish and then after the race they were like at least they were in the points and finished and I think it's just kind of sad that we're hoping for this team to win but we have to get excited about them finishing like We just get excited, Charlotte doesn't crash into a barrier. It's just disappointing to see. So I'm really praying next year is the year and Fred Vesser manages to pull the team together, which I actually think he could. We, obviously we can't, I don't really think we can judge his team ability yet. He's still trying to get the team together, sort everything out. He's only been in charge for how, how many races has been? Yeah, so there's been five races so far. So he's only been Team principal for five races so I'm not giving up hope that he will be a good team principal George Russell and Lance Stroll there was some investigation about someone leaving track and gaining advantage I don't know if it was Russell or Lance that was getting investigated I think it was Russell but there was no further investigation so it doesn't really matter on lap 26 Stroll was getting annoyed that he wasn't getting any updates from his team um, but that was all cleared up when his team was like oh sorry and then just gave him updates Um, Sargent was losing the race by a lot at his home race. I think like interval, he was like 20 seconds from like Piastri at one point. Look, I'm not American, so like Logan Sargent's not my like, Piastri is my person I look up to to represent Australians as an Australian, but I imagine it would be annoying going to your home race and coming dead last. I didn't have that problem. I went to see Oscar Piastri race at the Australian Grand Prix and he got points so I was okay. <laughs> um, Oscar had some car issues, creating a huge gap between him and his teammate Lando, and he started 19th, and he did finish 19th. It was it was unfortunate for McLaren fans, for Australian fans, for Oscar fans. It was depressing, but <laughs> um, George overtook Carlos, and then in his sing-song says, that's how we roll, and I love him for that. George is one of my favourite drivers. He's not my favourite driver, but he is definitely one of them. I loved him so <laughs> that was funny um and then lap 45 Max pitted and then Perez took the lead for lap 46 and then with 10 laps to go there was some good wheel-to-wheel racing between Max and Verstappen very clean which you would hope they're on the same team I think Christian would be very mad if it wasn't clean there was some very good clean wheel-to-wheel racing that we saw and Verstappen got out on top getting first place am I surprised no was I kind of hoping for a Perez went yes but Nonetheless, good job, Max. Hamilton performed nicely and got a nice overtake on Leclerc, and Max did well getting from 9th to 1st. Obviously, we've seen him get from like 15th to 2nd, I believe, happened in Saudi Arabia, was it? Or was it? I don't know, but he went from, he's done better, but I think it's still admirable. Good job, Max. Um, and then the final 10 who got points in order were Max, Sergio, Fernando, George, Carlos, Lewis, Charles, Pierre, Esteban, and Kevin. So, there was no DNFs, but Logan did come last and Oscar came 19. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then Max got driver of Dane, he also got fastest lap, so that's an extra point for him. Um, so, honestly... I- I just have to say good job to Max, I mean, I don't really think anyone's surprised he did so well, he is a pretty fantastic driver, but nonetheless Max did crazy good in Miami like usual, he is a great driver and I think I can honestly say with confidence he will be a three time world champion after this year, but it's F1, anything can happen. So let's not lose hope, hopefully the season's interesting nonetheless um so i'll just read to you guys all of the drivers in order from like grid position and where they ended up so you can kind of get a gauge on how the race went for everyone uh, especially your faves so with sergio we saw him go from p1 pole position to p2 obviously you're losing out to his teammate max still a very good finish for him in Red Bull, and as a second driver, I don't think he would mind that much. Fernando, he went from P2 to P3, getting his fourth podium of the year in P3 again. (laughs) Um, And then Carlos went from P3 to P5, because he had... Remember, he got the five-second penalty, but I don't really think that was an issue. I think he finished five seconds in front of whoever was behind him, which I believe was Lewis, I want to say. No, it was George. Sorry, he... No, it was Lewis, so <laughs> I'm getting my numbers mixed up. Anyways, went, Kevin went from P4 to P10. Unfortunate, but I'm not really surprised he is not a Hass after all. And it was just unfortunate qualifying for a lot of the faster cars, which is why I think he got so up there. And then Pierre went from P5 to P8. Still admirable, still very good, in an Alpine. Still very proud of Pierre. George went from P6 to P4, beating Lewis, by the way. Which... Obviously, he started a lot closer up to the front than Lewis did. Lewis starting in P13. But George is, like, really holding up to par with Lewis, which I think is very impressive. And I think George is doing very well this season and last. So, Charles, we we saw him go from P7 to P7. Granted, he didn't move up, but he also didn't move down. So, let's just let's just take it as a win, um, considering his, what, DNF'd? Two times is it or is it three times I've lost count <laughs> um Esteban went from p8 to p9 so he did lose a position and he is just behind his teammate causing oh, look we may not get an interesting upfront battle but I think we will get an interesting down the back battle with Alpine and a few other teams so I'm grateful for that at least so when, then we obviously see Max go from p9 after an unfortunate quality to p1 so good job on him. He is still leading the championship. Um, then we saw Valtteri go from P10 to P13. So he fell out of the points, unfortunately. And then we saw Alex go from P11 to P14. Um, Nico, he went from P12 to P15. Lewis went from P13 to p six which is admirable granted obviously we have seen him do a lot better but that was in a more competitive car we know his car is not as competitive this year so it's still good so good on lewis joe went from p14 to p16 unfortunately falling back nick went to p15 to p18 if you guys have watched my grid prediction video you would know that i predicted nick would not be on the grid next year and I was kind of doing it because I thought he wouldn't but I was not I was kind of hoping I was wrong because I do want to see Nick on the grid next year but every race that goes on I'm just losing more and more hope he is obviously getting pretty outperformed by his teammate but not only is he getting outperformed by his teammate which obviously makes sense to you he is no longer a rookie Nick is but still keep in mind he made contact with Lando this race, and he's crashed out, and it's just, it's 28. I, I don't know if they will let him stay another year, but I'm hoping they do. So, Lando went from P16 to P17, unfortunate, but I think just this race entirely was unfortunate to McLaren, and honestly, this entire season is unfortunate for McLaren. Yuki went from P17 to P11. Keep in mind, his teammate Nick went down to P18. Yuki was almost in the points. All it would have taken was a DNF up the front to push him into points. So honestly, I think Yuki is doing fantastic this season. And there was a lot of talk last year and like, was he gonna keep his seat? Was he not mature enough? Did he have too much anger issues? He's not doing well enough. He's going to lose his seat. But I think after these few races, I don't think he's going to lose his seat. I think Yuki is really stepping up. So next we have Lance with an admirable P18 to P12. But when you look at his teammate Fernando, Fernando getting P3, stepping on the podium once again with Lance not even getting in the points, it's unfortunate, but... I think we all know Lance is going to keep his seat until his dad decides to step away from the team, which who knows when that will be. Um, Oscar kept P19 and Logan kept P20. So that is a race. Like I said, it was a bit lackluster in my opinion. But no, we don't we don't have a race next next week or the week coming. Sorry, but then we have a triple header, which I'm calling Ferrari triple header because we have Italy which is obviously Ferrari's home race and we have Monaco which is obviously Charles home race and then we have Spain which is Carlos's home race so let's pray for Ferrari doing good for all of those races but anyways thank you guys so so much for watching this is Inside the Paddock let me know what your thoughts were on the race on my TikTok or in the comments if this is YouTube I love you all thanks for watching